SPM Show, episode number 229. Hey, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast, the SPM Show, we like to call it here. Welcome back to another episode. Excited for my guest today. His name is John Cesarano from King and Berto's Pizza. Uh, he was actually the winner of the gluten-free category of the contest that I judged. Now, I did not know him before we judged the category. I actually met him at that event, which is cool. We're going to come on here talk about uh, what it's like to grow up in the pizza business and what they're doing now, transitioning to more social media work. Uh, it's a great episode. John's a great dude. Uh, interesting things happening in his business, and he knows a lot of people in the industry, and he's getting a lot of press and a lot of exposure by what he's doing and creating now in his family business. So that's what we're going to talk about on today's episode. Excited for me to have you here with us. Uh, let me just first off say that I know the last episode got a little bit messed up. <clears throat> Excuse me, I got like 47 emails from people telling me that we crossed up the two intros. So I don't know what happened there, but I apologize for that. Hopefully this one goes out smoothly. The volume's good. You can hear me talking in your earballs wherever you are. Uh, I appreciate you listening. Uh, this show is brought to you by us, Smart Pizza Marketing. Our agency, if you need some help with your marketing, we can definitely do that for you. We only work with one pizzeria per zip code. We can help you with consulting. We can help you with your online marketing. We can help you with your email marketing, your website design, all that good stuff. Uh, but like I said, we only work with one pizzeria per zip code, and they're filling up quick. So if you want to work with us and grow your business and expand your brand uh, and get some exposure to your business, go check out smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash zip. See if your zip code is available, and maybe you and I can work together, or our team and your team can work together to grow your business and help you grow your brand. It's also brought to you by Susan from Our Town, longtime friend and sponsor of the show. You've met her at all of our meetups at the expo. Susan at OurTown.net is her email. She helps you find and attract new movers in your area. They've also come up with some new technology. They've always had a way for you to track your ROI of how many people are coming into your restaurant because that's the most important thing you want to know. Now they have an app for the consumer. The new resident will be able to download the Our Town Deals app to hold and redeem your welcoming gift on their phone, which is super convenient because everybody is hanging out on their phone. They can also connect with you directly through the app, the phone, website, get directions, and all that included with no additional cost. It's still about a dollar per household. So if you're looking to find new people to come into your restaurant, and these aren't people who have moved from house to house in your area. They're people who move from different areas into your town, and they only work with one restaurant or pizzeria per zip code. So contact Susan at OurTown.net or head over to SmartPizzaMarketing.com forward slash OurTown. You can get all Susan's contact information there. And there's even a short video of exactly how the project, uh, the program works and see if it's a good fit for your business. But listen, we've had a lot of people from our clients to people who listen to the show work with Susan. She's great. She's very responsive and she's going to help you grow your business just like we do. Susan at OurTown.net is the info for that. Okay, guys, listen. Hang on to the end of the episode. We have something to talk to you about. But for right now, let's just get into this episode, number 229 of the SPM show right now. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm with John Cesarano from King Umberto. We're going to talk pizza, social media, marketing, all that good stuff. So, John, thanks so much for tuning in and taking the time out to join me on the show. No problem. Thank you. So for everybody listening, if they don't know who you are or what you do, give them a, a little bit of a background about how you got into the, into the pizza business. I'm a second generation owner. I got into the business. It was a, it was basically a family business. My father's been working at King Umberto's since the eighties. And then he had the opportunity to become a part owner in the nineties as they expanded. And I started working here part time when I was 15, 16 years old, you know, 
doing, uh, you know, Kochak or Busboy, wherever they needed me. And then eventually a spot opened up at the pizza counter. And at around the age of 17, I started working at the pizza counter and uh, part-time and then eventually turned into a full-time position. And then I eventually realized this is something that I'm passionate about and uh, I'd like to do for the rest of my life. When did, when did that passion happen for you? Because I know I've talked to a ton of people at this point and some of them are you know, the the siblings or the children of people who started pizza business. And some of them go off thinking that they're not going to own or be part of the pizzeria and do something else. And then they realize that they really want to be part of it. And some are like you. They just know from day one that that's what they want to do. When was it for you? And what made it feel like this is something that you want to do for the rest of your life? Yeah, so it definitely wasn't something from day one. Uh, I actually, in the beginning, I disliked <laughs> it because it required me working on the weekends. Ah. And as a young adult, you know, when all your friends are going out and having a good time, the last thing you want to be doing is like, you know, stuck behind a, a pizzeria. It's like, you know, 500 degree oven, 600 degree oven in your face and you're sweating. And meanwhile, all your friends are, they're out at the beach and having a good time. So, um, I, I decided to actually take a different avenue. I would say in my early twenties and I went to school, I got a degree, uh, for finance I did, uh, I did some work in the city for, uh, I worked in the MetLife building. I worked for Merrill Lynch for a little bit. And then I realized the, the nine to five suit and tie thing wasn't for me. And uh, luckily my family allowed me to come back to work over here at King Umberto. And ever since then, I realized that, you know, as I got older, uh, my priorities changed and it wasn't about always going out and having fun on the weekends. It was about doing something when you wake up in the morning that you actually want to do. And I guess being away from this for a little bit made me realize how important that is. You know, when you uh, wake up in the morning and you're motivated to go to work and, and uh, you know, actually are passionate about what you're doing. Instead of being a robot sitting behind the desk in front of a computer the whole day, right. I figured that, you know, I, I have more fun doing this. Now, were your parents disappointed when you left and decided to go to college or was that something they wanted you to do? No, my parents, they never wanted me to be in this business. They always like wanted me to be a doctor or a lawyer or something like that. Yeah. They never wanted me to be in the pizza business. But then, you know, when I came back, it was, uh, we were one of, um, my dad was getting older, so obviously he couldn't do as much anymore. Another one of our partners was also getting older, so he wasn't working as much anymore. So it was kind of like relying heavily on my brother. Yep. So they needed help. So... I came in at the right time. How long ago was that? How long ago was that when you decided to come back and kind of do this full time? 2011. Oh, so it's a little while ago. Yeah, like, yeah, it's been a while. In, but. So 2011, in, in the world that we live in today, 2011 seems like 100 years ago when it comes to yeah. like <laughs> online ordering and technology. It feels so long, even though it was only, what is it, seven years ago now? It feels like 100. Yeah. What's, what's changed for you think, in those seven or eight years well like disregarding all the stuff you said about like the technological stuff i just feel like people now are much more educated about the uh the pizza business about the products that they're using um not only us as the people making it but the customers as well so i think uh maybe because of the internet obviously it's become you know a lot easier to access information. Um, 
and you see pictures of all these people doing great, great stuff. And it just like motivates you to get better every day and, uh, you know, learn more about the, the product and the stuff that you're using and how you can improve, even if it's a matter of tweaking, you know, your dough formula a little bit. Um, I think that's changed a lot. Obviously, I think uh, the whole social media aspect yeah. has definitely opened up a window of opportunity, especially for someone like me who's like, you know, still in tune with that kind of stuff. It's helped my business grow. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a completely different world. In like 2011, I think it was basically all word of mouth and uh you know if you got something on like the local news station it was like a big deal you know yeah. now it's like you can get something on facebook and get over a half a million hits yeah. you know it's like you know that's more uh more relevant now why so you're a smart guy obviously you're pretty tech savvy when it comes to the social media aspect of the business why do you think that some people don't take advantage of that why do you think that Guys like you take advantage of it, and they see the they see the results that they get from it. But other people just disregard it. I don't know if it's like a pride or an ego thing. Like, oh, I don't need to do that. Yeah. You know, like my product is good by itself. I don't know if it's that. I I can't answer that question for them. But maybe it's because they don't really grasp or understand how how important how effective that kind of stuff is. And I'm not trying to insult anybody who's maybe a little bit older than me. But I think I grew up right at the right time, like during the MySpace, Twitter, um, then Instagram stuff. Like I, that, that was like, right as I was getting older, that was becoming more and more popular. And uh, maybe because they didn't grow up in that era. Yeah. You know, where it was like everything they were doing is very old fashioned and advertising, the means of advertising, it might be a different definition for them. I mean, advertising for them might be to offer like a coupon or a free soda, where for me it's like, you know what, I just made this new product. I'm going to post, uh, put pictures of it on Instagram and, uh, you know, hopefully get a good response to it. Yeah, I think you're right about the whole growing up thing. But then I always say, like, listen, are you, are you still driving a horse to work? No, you drive a car. <laughs> like, you didn't you didn't grow up driving a car, but you figured that shit out, right? Yeah, exactly. I agree with you on that. It's just, I think, like, getting back to what I said before, a lot of these guys who've had pizzerias since the 60s, yeah. the 50s, the 70s, they just have this pride and this ego thing where it's like, I don't need to do that stuff. My pizza's good. Let them come in on their own. You know, and I'm not trying to insult anybody or name one person in specific, but it's just the vibe that I get from some of these older guys who uh, I think they, they might eventually realize, but they have yet to realize how effective that stuff really is. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You're listening. We're doing this on a podcast right now. And if they don't use Facebook or Instagram, I highly likely they're not listening to this. So we don't have to worry about them. Yeah. <laughs> they're not going to figure out how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good opportunity for them to start for sure. Yeah. Even if I'm not saying, you know, even if they do make a really good product, if you always do what you always done, you always get what you always got, you know, that yeah. type of thing. So it's always good to explore new avenues and just try it. And the best part about this and it's free, you know? Yeah. I, you know, you can post as many pictures as you want and say whatever you want and caption it. And as long as you have the following, it's really effective. I always like, listen, we started the podcast because I own two pizzerias myself and we were doing this kind of thing. And I always wanted to figure out what was working with other people like yourself. Like what can I take from you talking to you for half an hour and maybe go use that in my business. And I think that you shouldn't let your pride get in the way of what you're going to do to grow your business, whatever it is, even if you don't know how to do Facebook or you're not good at Instagram personally, it doesn't mean you can't use it for your business. Yeah, for sure. Like, and also the important thing too is like let it be uh, generic, you know. Don't pay for the advertisement. Let you know you, if you have a good 
following and if you have a good customer base you know don't 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 try to uh don't try to create like a fake audience right. you know, don't try to buy followers don't try to buy likes do what you've always done you know what you're doing is good put it out there your customers appreciate it they'll spread the word the pictures you know make sure you post good pictures and uh i think that's the most important thing keep it generic you know keep it real keep it real yeah didn't you did you do a seminar at the pizza expo about social media or something the seminar was about longevity in the pizza business. I, I don't know why I participated in that, <laughs> but the, I think. Well, it's because you're probably because your family background doing it. Exactly, yeah. Because the place itself has been here since King and Bertels has been established since 1976. So, I think the way I, I fit in that panel discussion was the um, basically the adaptation or the how do you how do you stay relevant in this business and, and the transition from an old generation to a new generation. That's where I think I fit in good with that panel discussion because you had John arena, who's a legend. You had Tony Troiano, whose pizzeria has been there since the sixties. He's a legend. Yeah. And then you have me Here's this new guy. I've only been really doing this for about a solid six, seven years and how, what they're doing has transcended to what I'm doing type of thing. There's like that bridge where like, you know, if you want to stay relevant, if you want to stay up to what's going on, like here's what you need to do. Here's how I can help you. You know, they might know a lot more than me as far as dope formulas and all that kind of stuff. But as far as I think marketing from a marketing standpoint and social media standpoint, I think that's where I was, you know, that was my niche in that, that whole panel discussion. And I think those two gentlemen that you mentioned too, and I, I think I've done episodes with both of those guys. Uh, in the past, yeah. they they've done a good job of transitioning into the now, where they both use social media really well. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, and the, it's it's you know I got to give them credit because, like we said before, a lot of these older guys they really don't get it and they're not doing it. But you know. which which I, even, I think I said even in the panel discussion, even if you have to hire somebody younger to help you out with it, I think it's worth it. Definitely. Let's listen. You have to spend. As a business owner, listen, you can make the best pizza in the world, but if nobody knows you do that, then it doesn't matter how how many great pizzas you make if nobody knows about it. You're not going to make any because no one's going to come yeah. to you and buy any pizza. And you have no. such an easy opportunity nowadays to to kind of talk about your business, like you said, in an organic way if you don't want to spend any money and push that out there to where people are spending their time. If you drive down the street or you uh, go into the mall, people are literally staring at their phones all the time. Yeah. It's pretty sad. <laughs> Even when they come in to order a pizza, I wish they would just get off their phones. It's actually, you know where it's not good? Um, when you're hiring the new generation, yes, they don't know how to socially interact as well as the older generation. That's where it's like becoming a negative, you know, because yeah. they're so used to being on their phones and not communicating with people face to face that they don't know simple things like proper etiquette. Like, would you like anything else with that? Can I help you? Cause they just don't know like the basic social skills anymore. And so it's becoming, it's becoming a lot harder to train the newer guys. That's the only negative to all this. Like the younger guys who are trying to come up in this business and, you know, trying to make them understand that you have to be able to maintain a conversation with people sometimes in this business, you know, yeah, that's where there's a little bit of a, a problem with it, you know? Yeah, I definitely see that too. Like I have three three children myself and I can definitely see that they're they're way more awkward than I was when I was that age because they don't they don't the only time they talk to their friends is through their phone or through an app. Yeah. You put them in a room together and they all stare at each other's foreheads like they've never seen each other before. It's so funny sometimes when like the parents cuz we don't do delivery, so we do a lot of pickup. 
the parents send the kids to pick up the order and it's like, <laughs> can I help you? And they're like, uh, they're just like, they don't even know what like, to say. Yeah. They're deers and headlights. They're like, uh, and I'm like, okay. You should text it to them. Say, you know what? Text me when you're here and we'll bring, we'll, we'll have your order at the counter. They'll be so happy exactly. with that. You make their day. But then again, that's, that's why online ordering is becoming so big yeah. now and that kind of stuff. You're losing basically the communication and the social aspect of it. But you know, again, we have to just change with the times. Adapt. Yes. Let me ask you a question when it comes to like the culinary aspect of what you're doing. Cause I was, I actually judged in Atlantic city, the gluten free category, which you want. Yeah. And I didn't know you won it. Like I didn't know whose pizza it was before you won, but you won. And, yeah. Uh, it was an amazing. So my daughter actually has a uh, gluten intolerance. She's not, she doesn't have celiac disease or anything like that, but she just has, uh, she has to limit the amount of gluten she has. So I had a lot of experience with gluten pizza because um, of her for the last five years. And I have to say, yours was the best gluten-free pizza I've ever had in my life. Thank you. Thank you. The, my sister has a gluten intolerance as well. And that's what kind of inspired us to start creating those products here. My father, actually, I'm not going to lie to you. Like 20 years ago, 15 years ago, I think, when we first started messing around, yep. we just did like what everybody else did and bought those shells. Yes. And then my father was like, this is horrible. He's like, I can't serve this. So then my dad started experimenting with uh, Bob's Red Mill, the gluten-free flour. Yeah. And he wasn't getting much lift out of it. Or he was having difficulty. So he just decided to keep it as like a grandma-style pizza. And then eventually we wanted to introduce a newer product. And with the help of Vince Rotolo, we hired him as a consultant to come in here for a couple of weeks to show us a few things because – I saw what he was doing a few years ago at the Pizza Expo in Atlantic City, and he was doing the Detroit style. And we just got into a conversation about how he got that lift, and he started introducing me to the Caputo gluten-free flour. We hired him as a consultant, and then that's when the wheels started turning in my head, like, well, instead of a Detroit over here on Long Island, the, they don't know what Detroit pizza really is, but they know Sicilian, right. which was a similar concept to it. It's the thicker crust. So that's what pretty much made me create that product and it was never really with the i mean i did want to compete with it but i never thought i would actually win with that pizza you did, I, did. I'm very happy. I have to say yours was like the it was the best one i mean there was a lot of contest there was 25 contestants in that one category it's the most contestants i've yeah. ever seen and i think the year before there was only like seven yeah and it's like oh god just the year that i decide to do this now there's got to be like a record-breaking number of 25 <laughs> Here well, we you're you're stood out because I think that what what people made the mistake of when they were entering that category is they were so for me as a judge like when you do a gluten free category the dough is what's the most important part right because yeah. that's what separates it from a regular pizza and people other people in that category I think were getting just too fancy with the other stuff they were putting on the pizza rather than the dough itself yeah focusing on the crust yeah I think the same goes for every pizza though yeah I, think, I agree too well, me. I pay attention now to the 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 way the dough tastes, the the structure of it, and everything like that. Because you know, we could all use the same tomatoes, we could all use the same cheese. Anybody could put pepperoni on the pizza, but I think what really makes you different is you know the way you make your pizza dough, how you make your crust. But I'm really happy you liked it. Yeah, it was great. I was I have to say it was still still one of the best ones I've ever had up to this date. Good. Yeah, well, we put that the vodka sauce on top. The vodka sauce that we have here is gluten free too. Yeah. So. Do you, is that what do you guys sell a lot of those now? Did that did the, entering that contest and winning you? I know it got you a lot of notoriety in our industry, but did it help your yeah. business? It did, yeah, it did. Um, even for the people that weren't gluten free, they still like 
you know, respected the fact that we went there, we won a competition, that we are going to the seminars. And the most important thing to take away from those things is like, for example, like I said, I met Vince Rotolo. Yeah. If it wasn't for meeting Vince Rotolo, I would have never made that product. I would have never introduced it. And, you know, that's that's more important than actually winning the competition is actually going to those things and learning. And that transcends into more business because the more you learn, the better your product becomes, the more inspired you become. And that's when, you know, it reflects your customers see like, wow, look at these guys. They won a pizza competition. Whether it's gluten-free or regular, whatever, it helped us. Not right. just with the gluten-free sales, but in sales in general. Because, you know, we're taking the time and the effort to do that kind of stuff. And they appreciate it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The networking aspect of going to these pizza shows is the best part of the show itself. Like, Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, you know, 20 years ago when there was no internet. Oh, th listen, the internet was around. I know you nerds out there are saying, like, the internet's been around since 1982. But for us normal people, we haven't been using the internet that long. We've been using it for, like, 10 years. Pretty much. So yeah. 20 years ago, uh, before the internet, that's where you would have to go to the shows to actually physically see all those products. And that was 20 years ago. I, let me just use an example. 20 years ago, the only pizza guy I knew outside of New York was Tony Gimignani because he was the guy who threw the pizzas up in the air. Yeah, that's you're right. <laughs> totally true. Pizza guy. You either you either went to the Pizza Expo or you got Pizza Today magazine and PMQ magazine delivered to your exactly. shop. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And used to see Tony throw the pizza up in the air. We're like, "Wow, that's so cool!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but nowadays, you can find all that stuff, all videos and everything about that equipment online. But the best part about going to the show now is the networking, like you said, meeting and seeing what other people are doing, and just asking people questions to help you better build your business. For me, that's yeah. it. A hundred percent. Yeah. And then you know that inspired, like you know, then after that, I go on YouTube and I'll watch videos when I go home about like you know different styles of gluten-free pizza how people are making it making it what kind of mixer are they using what hydration level are they using you know that kind of stuff you know it just it gets the wheels turning and yeah. sometimes I'm, i mean i'm sure you know this being in this business you just get burnt out oh you know? yeah you just like you start to get uninspired at some point or you start to lose motivation i think that's that helps keep keep me motivated yeah. and be inspired you know what? it's like groundhog day for us right every day is the same every monday is monday every tuesday is tuesday it's like the same day over and over and over and over again so yeah. it's definitely good to get out there and talk to some people. But you got to do stuff. Like, I think that if you do, do you still have that feeling of Groundhog Day even now with all that you're doing and the things that you're doing on social and the things that you're creating? Or is it is it still like that for you? Sometimes. Yeah. yeah sometimes it is, you know. And then, like, uh, now my new thing is I want to start experimenting with making uh, a different style of bread. I, I, I always kind of, like, I don't want to say force myself, but I always know that there's so much more to learn still. For yeah. me, you know, so um, whenever I start to feel like that, I just go downstairs. I have a prep room where there's two mixers and I just start messing around. Maybe I'll make like a Bigo or a Foolish. I'll make a different style of dough, see how it comes out. Even if I don't end up using it, it's just like a trial and error thing. Just for my own sake, to keep myself sane, I guess, you know. Yeah. Kind of keep yourself, your brain working, right? Rather than just becoming a robot. Exactly. Yeah. Where did you, don't you become stale. Did your dad teach you how to do all that stuff? Like how to make everything in your restaurant? So my dad no uses we use the same dough formula here since the, the 70s. Wow. And it's basically we use it for our regulars, our Sicilians, our grandmas, our garlic sticks, and our dinner rolls. It's all made with one dough formula. And that dough formula, my dad, um, he's the one who taught me how to do that. He taught me a lot about the product about the flour, about the cheese that we use, the tomatoes that we use. He told me all that stuff. Um, as far as the new stuff, 
he's he's helped me out. He's given his input, but that's not like really his area of expertise, so to speak. You know? Yeah. Does he let you roll with it, or does he always kind of look over your shoulder? Always looks over my shoulder, <laughs> and he disagrees a lot because you know this for way longer than it has. You know, and yeah. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. What's up? You know, I would do the same thing. He questions a lot of the stuff that I try. Um, but at the end of the day, like what I do for him to like, you know, I guess you could say not, not back off, but you kind of prove it with the sales. Yes. So like a good example is the gluten-free Sicilian. You know, my father's answer to that was like, what's wrong with our gluten-free grandma? And like that, there's nothing wrong with it, but let's try something new. And then, you know, the whole competition thing happened and now we're selling it. At the end of the day, you know, I think my dad, as a businessman, he cares most about selling more product and increasing profit and all that stuff. So if you prove it to him in the matter of dollars and cents, he's happy. <laughs> yeah, that's tough too because I know what it's like to work in the family business, and sometimes it could be like really tough because you don't like not because yeah. you can't just leave. Sometimes when you work with a business partner, you can leave the business and then you know you're you, you go home and you go your separate ways and you come back to the business. But sometimes when you work with family, you can't leave because you always see them. Oh yeah, I had I had to have dinner with my dad yesterday after we got into an argument. But we do <laughs> we do a very good job, or my mother I should say. My mother helps us out tremendously. Once we start talking about work, she puts an end to it right there. Yeah, you know, there's there's work time and then there's family time. Yeah, that's that, uh, that, that helps too. You gotta realize that that once you leave this place, just try to keep whatever you did over there, and not bring it out with you too. That's smart because, like you said. The worst thing that you could do is like have your if you have kids or you know other family members get in the middle of your business something and you like you said business is business like you know the restaurant could something could have the restaurant but you guys are always going to be family. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's good to separate the two. So what sure. is what is the what does success look like for you now? What is the, what are you looking to do in the future? Are you going to be entering any more contests? Or are you what was what's going to be doing? What's John going to be doing in the pizza biz? Yeah, I definitely do still plan on entering. I didn't do this past one in Vegas just because I was occupied with a panel discussion. I did something with Chris Der Decker, which was awesome. We did whiskey in the wilderness, which was like an outdoor pizza event. I saw that. And, what was uh, that? It was the day before the expo started. Uh, all the top chefs in Las Vegas got event uh, invited to do this event for charity called Whiskey in the Wilderness. Chris Decker, um, I was lucky enough, he asked me to come help him and make pizzas. I definitely took advantage of the situation i you know where i'm at in long island we don't see mountains that often so right it was beautiful beautiful scenery it was at red rock canyon and uh it was an awesome experience and then i had to do the panel discussion and then i also lucky enough to work with orlando foods at their booth and help them make pizza and serve pizza one day so but going ahead in the future in atlantic city i plan to compete king and Berto's the business side of things we have a catering facility that we're gonna open up soon um, we're expanding our current location to accommodate parties up to like 150, 175 people. Wow. And we're going to do uh, on-site catering as well. Um, for me personally, I mean, it's just continue to grow, continue to learn and uh, stay humble. I'm very thankful for everything that you know I have right now in my life. And uh, I think, I don't know, it's a great time to be in this business. Don't you think? I think it's amazing. I think it's the best. I think that if you're, if you're savvy... <laughs> And smart with what you do and how you get your message out, it's the best. It's listen, it's hard because the employee aspect of it is probably the hardest it's ever been. Hard, yeah. You can't cheat. like I said, it's hard to train new guys. Yeah, I think if you could eliminate that part of the business, like if we really could get robots to run pizzerias and do everything <laughs> in the business, like it would be the best business to be in. 
and we would have expanded already. Part of the reason why we haven't expanded to another pizzeria is, you know, it's just who are you going to put there? And King and Birdos, it, it, it's a gift and a curse because we care so much about our product. And if we do another place, we want to put all that heart and soul that we have here into that other place. Yeah. And I don't know if we really want to just, it, it's going to affect this place. It's going to affect home base. So it's a, uh, until they invent the robots, I think we're going to stick with one just pizzeria location. And, and, I, uh, I, I saw, continue to grow in-house. I think I saw one making pizza on Instagram, but it looked like shit, so I wouldn't suggest anybody use it. <laughs> um, let me ask you a question. One other question I had for you is you get a lot of exposure. Is that through your use of social media? Do you get a lot of these uh, publications to notice you or, or feature you because of your interaction with them on social media, or is it just because of what you're doing and people notice you? So uh, both. <clears throat> honestly both uh, I like to put myself out there you know um, it starts with your reputation you know if you don't have a good product you can forget about all that stuff right so I think the root or the, the foundation of all that is the, the the desire and the passion that I have to be here and to create a good product and it starts with the customers the customers create the buzz then I create my social media page and then I show them the new products that I'm doing and then they show their love. And then uh, for whatever reason, it gets on the popular page maybe. And then the next thing you know, food baby is here. And the next thing you know, the barstool guy is here. And the next thing you know, you know, Frank Prisanzano from little Frankie's is here trying your pizza and CBS finds out you win the gluten free competition. But again, this all started from hard work inside. Yeah. And then it kind of expanded to all that other stuff. So, um, have I've never done I'm not the type of person I've never done like a press release or anything like that. Yeah. Any article or recognition that I received has come from outside coming in. But it wasn't easy for me. There was times where and I'm, I'm guilty of this where like I would notice other people and I would be I guess you could say jealous and I'd be like, Man, I wish that was me. You know, I wish it was me in the New York Times. I wish it was me that that guy came into my pizzeria. Right. You know, I wish and now in a way i didn't take it at, i took that as motivation to get better like i really want to be that guy that everybody's known as is making the best pizza in the neighborhood like this is the guy you want to go see if you're ever traveling through elmont if you want a good slice of pizza or if you want a good meal and i i took all that stuff that i was seeing and i used it as motivation i think that's great and that's great advice and a great story because people who are listening at home probably have that same the same feeling right like they want dave portnoy to come into their rest pizzeria and review their pizza but what and if they want a good review i, I know but sleep the night <laughs> what if your pizza sucks and he gives you like a 2.8 oh my god or he gives you a zero like that one pe person he went to in kentucky and he gave him like you literally gave him a zero and they got like a thousand bad yelp reviews the next day so you have to like like you said you have to start with the foundation the foundation That's is just, yeah. yeah your pizza sure. and is if you have a really good product and then use the tools to your advantage that we talk about on the podcast and what you just talked about to get your message out there and then just have patience. Yes. And then just, you know, have patience. Keep working hard. You know, I guess use the right hashtags. I don't use hashtags. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. I don't know if the hashtags are going to do that. But yeah, I, think you, I think what you do is you interact. I see how you interact with people on social media. And I think that goes a lot more than using the right hashtags. You yes, gotta like, it does. You got to like have a good product put it out there and onto the social media platforms and then engage and interact with other people. And let, and then if you, your product stands out, you're going to get noticed. It just going to, it may be, it may take you a little while, but eventually it will happen. A hundred percent. Yeah. Just have, 
I didn't have patience in the beginning. I've learned to have patience. Yeah. It's another thing this business has taught me: yeah. patience, discipline. I your think, time will come. Yeah, know? I think when you when you're younger, you know, your patience is far less. You want everything to happen right away. Yeah. You want everything to happen yesterday. Exactly. You know? Like I put a picture you know, on Instagram. Why didn't fourteen thousand people like it? I just yeah. did it yesterday. Or like, why don't yeah. I have so many followers? Or you're just starting something new and you're like, you're not sure how it's going to go. But just patience, man. And perfecting yeah, meanwhile, your those guys have been making pizza for 20 years and, you know, they have a reputation for that kind of stuff. Yeah, like Tony Gimignani, you mentioned him. He He's literally been doing this pizza thing on, not just like in the pizza restaurant, but like being the front person in his business on like the publications for tw like 20, 25 years. He's been at it. Yeah. Like I said, he was the only guy. He's like, I guess you can use an analogy like he's Hulk Hogan to WWF. Tony <laughs> Jimmy. Yeah. You know, it's Tony. Everybody knew him as a kid. Yeah. I'm, and also, yeah, I'm lucky enough to be going with him to Parma for the World Pizza Championship thing. That's amazing. Leaving soon. Yeah, it is. I'm looking forward to that too. Have you Again, ever been there? To, no, it's my first time. That's great. That's, that's because you won the competition in Atlantic City, right? Uh, what's that? You're, you, you won the competition in Atlantic City, which got you on the team, right? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's amazing. I'm not even going. I mean, I'm looking forward to the competition and competing again. But I, those people that I'm going with, I'm just going to be observing everything, just absorbing everything like a sponge. You know, just watching those guys, what they do, how they work, what they're working on. Yeah. Know? You and know hopefully what? Hopefully, that make me make a new product it's, over here. And don't get like I think I talked. I've talked to a lot of guys in this podcast who have gone to compete in those championships. And the one thing that I can tell you is every single one, Tony included. His first time competing, he said he came in like dead last. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I hope that I don't come in dead last. But <laughs> but if you don't, you're already uh, no, better than no, them. You know what? No expectations for yeah. sure. I have whatever it is, it is. Um, I hope I do well. If I don't, I'm not expecting to because it is my first time competing on like an international level. But the most important thing is the camaraderie, the networking, all that stuff yeah. that you mentioned before. To me, that's going to be like the highlight of the trip and it ho hopefully makes me a better pizza maker and it will because the learning experience from you being able to go so if you even if you do you know you don't win the next time you go back the second year you're going to do so much better because you're going to have been there already and done that yeah cool man where, i don't want to take too much more of your time but where can people go check you out online if they want to say hello after listening to this or stop by your place oh they gotta stop by my place king umberto it's located i'm on long island 1343 hempstead turnpike it's been here since 1976 I don't think we plan on going anywhere else. <laughs> um, you can check me out on my Instagram, Giovanni underscore Chez, C-H-E-Z, or at King Umberto, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, this was awesome. All right, guys. If, and uh, don't hang on a second, John. If you guys are listening to this and you're at work or you're driving in the car, uh, we'll link up all John's social platforms on the show notes for this episode, too. So just head over to smartpizzamarketing.com. And uh, thanks, John. I appreciate you tuning, uh, you taking the time out to join me on the podcast, man. You're welcome. It was, uh, it was a pleasure. Awesome. All right. Thanks to John for joining me on the podcast. Go check out uh, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash. What am I going to do for forward slash? What should I do? 229? Is that easy? Uh, you know what? Just search King Umberto when you go to the Smart Pizza Marketing website. And this episode will come up. It's episode number 229. I also have to say thank you to our other sponsor for this episode, Forza Forney Ovens, the best ovens used by the best pizzaiolas in the country, ForzaForney.com. If you're looking for a new oven, if you're either looking to upgrade your oven or you're looking to open a new concept, a trailer, a restaurant, a pizzeria, and you want an oven for your restaurant, you have to check out Forza Forney. 
They are by far the best ones that I've been working with over the last year and a half, two years since they've been sponsoring the podcast. Not only have they been a sponsor of the show, but some of the best pizza people, pizza peeps that come on this podcast, Anthony Mangieri, Frank Pinello, Anthony Falco, all use Forza Forni ovens. So if you want some information on how they can help you build your pizzeria, head over to ForzaForni.com. Also follow them on Instagram at Forza Forni because they come up with some really cool videos about the people they work with. And they're not just pushing their oven. It's actually really good content of the people who are creating great pizzas in our community. So go check them out on Instagram as well, at Forza Forni. Okay, we are working on a Q&A episode. I need your questions. If you have questions that you want us to answer on air, either in a short video we're going to do for YouTube or Facebook or even maybe Instagram stories or Instagram TV, send me an email. Bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com is my email. It goes directly to me. Or you can go on our Facebook page or shoot me a direct message on Instagram. I am at Smart Pizza Marketing. Now, I have a lot of people listen to this podcast who email me and like, Bruce, how did you start the podcast? How did you get going with this whole marketing thing? Or what do you really do? So the Smart Pizza Marketing on Instagram is where we show you pizza and we give you content from this episode. But if you want to learn the behind the scenes of what we're doing here on the podcast, how we built the podcast, how we built our agency, if you want to start something like that on your own, if you're a marketing person, there's a lot of marketing people listening to this podcast and you want to start your own niche podcast, or you want to build your own business and talk about something, follow me on Instagram at the Bruce Irving. That is where I'm going to show you a little bit behind the scenes, not necessarily all about pizza. I'm sure there'll be pizza thrown in because we talk a lot about that too, and that's what I love to do and love to talk about. But we'll be showing you how do we build the podcast, more marketing behind the scenes, more of that stuff than we do for the pizza one at Smart Pizza Marketing. So follow me on Instagram, I am at the Bruce Irving. So listen, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. I appreciate every single one of you listening right now, whether you're at work or you're in the car or you're at the gym, you know, to take 35 to 45 minutes out of your day to listen to what we have to say is very much appreciated. We're going to be doing a lot of things on YouTube too, so make sure you subscribe over there. All right, that's enough of me asking you to do things because I feel like I've asked you to do 75 different things, but pick one. Pick one of the things I asked you to do on here and go follow through with it. Have a tremendous day, guys. We'll see you on the next one.